Hey guys, before we start today's episode, I just want to give you a quick update. Wanderer Lost now has its own Patreon account, which is a website you can go online to and pledge a certain amount of money each month to unlock exclusive content. Now, some of my goals for these pledges would be to upgrade my equipment for all of you guys to make this a better show. But what I'm most excited about is that you can pledge as little as $1 a month. I call it the charity pledge. And even if you pledge more than that, $1 per pledge will be going to a different charity worldwide. It could be a charity devoted to animals and the elephants in Thailand, to people and the children in Africa, to the turtles that live in our ocean, and even just the community around us. During the first episode of every month, I'll pick a different charity to donate this money to, and it will all be because of you guys. I'm really excited for this change, and I really hope you guys are too. So check out patreon.com and search Wonder Where Lost. And now on to episode 10 and the perfect way to start this Christmas holiday. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. I have a very merry episode in store for you, and as it's Christmas time, I have a very special guest for you as well. He's gone to so many countries, and he often says, oh, 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 a lot. He might as well be old Saint Nick. In fact, though, oh my God, I can't. Oh, (laughs) oh, well, I try. So it's not Saint Nick. I'm so sorry. I lied. That's like the only time I'll ever lie on an episode. It's actually my good friend, Ben. Hey, Ben, how's it going, man? Hey. I'm doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> Did you like that? That was pretty great. It was pretty great, right? <laughs> <laughs> so today is episode 10, which is kind of a big deal because it's the 10th episode of Wander Where Lost. As you know, Wander Where Lost is that podcast that talks all about traveling and like really just trying to get off your phone, like Get lost in a new city. Don't go down strange alleyways. Don't make strange friends. Be a safe person. You make strange friends? I go down strange alleys and make strange friends. Oh, God. That's how I found the best sushi in Japan. Okay. Well, I mean, you're also like a tall gentleman that could be scary. I mean, I got a black belt. I'm fine. I can defend myself. Yeah. So like for all those people out there that are not, that don't have a black belt and are are not tall and, and potentially scary... Maybe don't go down strange alleyways, but regardless, (laughs) just explore and have a good time and like find new things because, you know, like Ben just said, best sushi in uh, all of Japan right there, just, just from getting lost. So this episode though, I wanted to talk about traveling during the holidays because I feel like it's a thing a lot of people do. Um, I also feel like it's a thing that a lot of people don't do and, uh, I thought it might be interesting to hear a couple of different sides of it. So, Ben, you've traveled a lot. Uh, what's the first place you've traveled to during, like, a holiday? And which holiday was it? So, yeah. Uh, I'd say the first place I've traveled to was Hong Kong for Christmas in 2009, which was pretty nice. awesome. Nice. Went to Hong Kong Disney for the Christmas parade. and Oh, my damn. Had an awesome buffet where they counted down to Christmas on New Year's Eve. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, they counted down to Christmas on New Year's Eve? Christmas Eve. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting all my words mixed I up. was like, they counted down to Christmas on New Year's Eve? Is there a Christmas a different <laughs> day? 
What? Nope. <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah. So how is Disney Hong Kong? It's pretty cool. It's uh, pretty similar to the Disneyland in California, but it's a little bit smaller. And you've also been to Disneyland Paris, right? Yep. Oh my God, you're doing all the lands. I'm trying. Mike from episode two, guys, he is going to be so jealous. Don't tell him. <laughs> Just don't tell him. Where has he been? He has not been out of the country to Disney anything. He's missing out. But he's been to world and land. I mean, he's been to land so many times, he knows it like the back of his hand. Okay. That's why he was on episode two to talk about the perfect Disneyland vacation, which also if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I should go to Disneyland, you should listen to that episode. It's a good one. Real good. But, okay, so like, I have a few points here. First off, traveling during the holidays is kind of rough. If you want to travel before or after Christmas, you fucked. If you want to travel on Christmas Day, yeah, that's great. Probably some of the cheapest rates and not as busy, according to recent studies, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's also like, why would you want to travel on like Christmas? So when I was with my mom in Hong Kong, we spent the day at Disneyland, but we actually flew to Bali that same day uh, to finish the rest, the rest of our trip. What? Yeah. And it was pretty nice. The airports were surprisingly dead because it was Christmas yeah, day. Yeah, because it was Christmas. Yep. Damn. Yeah, they upgraded our seats to first class. What? Yeah, it was pretty what? awesome. What? Did you have a, like a bed type seat? It wasn't quite that nice since it was <gasps> just Hong Kong to Bali. So okay, it was like maybe yeah. a three hour flight. But uh, it was pretty nice. So like, I've always wanted to fly first class. And I never have because I can't justify the cost difference. It's too expensive. It's so $3, expensive. $3,000 for a ticket? No way. Yeah. Why would you pay that? Now, I understand if, like, if you're flying to Australia, that I feel like would maybe be worth it for me because I have to sleep. Yep. And I can't sleep otherwise unless I'm, like, laying down. I have to have some sort of, like, laying down sort of thing. I agree. Every time I fly across the ocean to, you know, Japan, Australia, anywhere over there, those 14-plus-hour flights are awful. Yeah. You'd have to go. I feel like to make it worth it, you'd have to go for, like, at least a couple weeks at the least. Yep. The least. I do have a tip there, though. If you do have a long flight and you can't afford first class, try to get the back row because they're usually emptier and you might be able to lay down. Ooh, that is a good tip. Yeah, I got to actually sleep on the way home from Japan because of that. Wow. Yeah, I have. So I've been flying a lot recently just domestically, though. We are going to London and Italy, not to remind anybody, in March, and I'm very excited. But every flight I have had domestically has been full full yep. there have been no seats left in fact i almost didn't get a seat for a flight i paid for five months earlier yeah it was ridiculous but to focus back in we should move on to the segment that i love to call wandering sips it's wandering sips it's the sips wandering sips the top wandering sipping while you're wandering wandering sips <laughs> Don't laugh. This is the best part of the show. <laughs> so wandering sips is like one of my favorite parts because I feel like just drinking alcohol makes it a little bit more fun and more interesting. It also kind of loosens you up a bit, you know, if you're like nervous or whatever. And for the first couple episodes, I definitely was. But in, um, you know, because it's Christmas, we are drinking spiced eggnog. And normally I spice it with brandy or spike it. Spike. 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 Normally I spike it with brandy, but I got spiced rum and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Yeah. 
So, like, let's officially cheers here. We already had a sip because Ben was like, I don't know if I like eggnog. So we just had to make sure. But officially, <laughs> cheers. Ting. Wait, wait, wait. Pinky's out. Pinky's out. This is a classy establishment. Classy. This cup is pretty heavy to, to hold my pinky <laughs> out. My pinky is not very strong. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. I think it's pretty good. I like it. Uh, so typically with the Wandering Sips segment, we also talk about like food that we eat during Christmas, um, since that's kind of the subject, I guess. Okay. I looked up some different Christmas traditions in different countries and, um, I just, I always find it really interesting the different types of food that people like, that people in different countries think are delicacies. And I don't, I don't mean think like, you know, everyone's obviously entitled to their own taste palates. But um, in South Africa, they eat emperor moths, and they fry them in oil. Okay. I'll try it. You would? Yes. Try everything. Ooh. I don't even want to... You won't... Not like dog, though, right? I mean, no. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Okay. I love dogs. So what did you eat in Hong Kong over Christmas? So it was 10 years ago, so it's a little hard to remember... Uh, I do remember having pigskin and jellyfish, though, and I think that might have been the day before, but it was a while ago. Ugh. It was it was okay. It was kind of plain. Yeah, I heard um, that like Chinese food it typically is a bit like sweeter and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and like sugar is like a delicacy and everything, or you know, yeah, used to be. I, don't, I haven't been there. Not I yet. Been there. Not yet. Um, Japan is higher on my list than Hong Kong, though. Japan's better. Ooh, them fighting words. No, no doubt about it. Ooh. I mean, Hong Kong's a giant riot right now, so. Well, that's true. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to want to visit at the moment, at the present moment. Um, why do you say Japan's better? Tell me the things. The food's amazing in Japan. It's so good. Everything, you can get amazing food at 7-Eleven. <laughs> like, better than most fast food or restaurants here in town. Oh, damn. Which is pretty crazy. Uh well, on top of that, they just have amazing restaurants everywhere. There was a restaurant that we went to where we got to fish for our own dinner. And when we caught the fish, we could choose between having them make it into sushi or sashimi or tempura. What? Which was pretty darn cool. How did that work? So, what if you didn't catch any fish? What if you were not lucky? Then they'll, they'll still give you dinner. <laughs> you can still eat, but <laughs> they, they so. make it easy for you because they have a small pond inside their restaurant. And they show you how to do it, where to do it at, to make sure that you can't catch a fish. What? That is insane. Super cool. That's an experience. Yeah, it was it was a blast. I think, so like food's my one of my favorite parts about traveling, like as everyone knows. Yep. Food and architecture. Like I love seeing like all the old buildings and stuff like that, which is why Europe is like probably my favorite continent tough to, to call, make that call. I haven't been to all of them, obviously. Australia but... is pretty cool. <gasps> but you'll probably get eaten by spiders and <laughs> snakes and, you know. I mean, you're still alive. I made it. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> you made it. Seriously though, seriously, though, like, those spiders scare the crap out of me. Those giant-ass spiders. That's nuts. I saw one that was, like, the size of my hand, and they said it was a baby, and I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> this thing's a baby? <laughs> I, like, can't, I, like, I don't know. I can't even imagine what I would do if we were, like, in Australia and I saw a spider. Like, it was 
it was creepy enough in Costa Rica when we were like doing nature hikes and stuff like that. And like just just out and about because there were bugs. I'm just not a bug person. Like insects freak me out. I think it's because they're unpredictable. Like with mammals, I can usually like I can usually read what they're going to do. Like, oh, okay, this dog is barking at me and he's all stiff and clearly he does not like me. So I'm going to back away. But, like, with spiders and stuff, they, like, when they're trying to escape you, sometimes they run towards you. And then what do you do? Then you just scream and run. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yep. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, though, going to Australia made it so that when I came back to Reno, the bugs here didn't bother me anymore. The bugs here aren't that bad. They were pretty small in comparison. Yeah. I think the bugs here are, like, minuscule in comparison. Yep. Because I, mean, I yeah. the huntsman is the size of a dinner plate. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a huge Ugh. spider. Ugh. Okay, we got to stop talking about spiders. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It creeps me out. And then I feel like I see them everywhere after I finish talking about them. No, stop it. <laughs> stop brushing your shoulders. They're nowhere. Um, okay, so when you were in Hong Kong for Christmas, then did you feel like you were missing out on anything? Because I feel like, like that's my one thing with traveling over the holidays. I always kind of, I love the traditions that we have. And so I always kind of feel like, well, I'm not here for the traditions, then I'll miss out. And it'd be sad. You know, I get that. But we still had Christmas traditions that we did before and after the trip. So I didn't really feel like I was missing out. You know, I happened to be there on Christmas, but it was just a, another day in paradise. You know, it was pretty nice. Because <laughs> we went to Bali that same day, and Bali is a tropical paradise. It's very nice. Yeah, Bali seems amazing. And uh, so it was pretty cool to, you know, have a Christmas where it wasn't freezing, and it was actually nice enough to go swimming. Yeah, I feel like it would be nice in a way, because, like, as it is, with my mom and dad divorced, and, you know, now the hubby's side of the family, too we are pulled between three different like sides of the family. And so it can be really difficult to manage Christmas and Thanksgiving and like all the other American holidays that we have because everyone's like, come here and do this with us. And then we're like, everybody wants us to do things, which I guess we are loved. (laughs) Yay. Oh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. But I've always kind of wanted to travel over the holidays because then it's kind of like, look, we can do something with you before we leave and we can do something with you on this day. But because we're actually gone on the holiday, there's not as much like pull to come and do Mm -hmm. something. Yep. Yeah, you're just on your own. Yeah. And I feel like that would be really nice. I kind of want to do that. We did travel to Thanksgiving when you... Or traveled to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. We traveled to Disneyland one year for Thanksgiving, which only an eight-hour drive from Reno, so it's not like it's super far or anything like that, and it's not like we're in somewhere super exotic and awesome. But the day of Thanksgiving in Disneyland was amazing. Was it? No one was there. Oh, that's awesome. It was so cool. We finished, like, all the rides that we wanted to do by, like, 11.30, and then we're like, huh, well, what do we do now? Like, it was really cool. Like, we, it was just so fun to, like, go to a place that's usually super crowded and be able to just ride things over and over because no one's there. All right. Note to self. Go on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now, I say no one. Like, obviously, there's people there, but it's and, just But not the crowded. usual crowds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I went to Great America for Easter, and it was a similar situation. And uh, it was pretty nice. Got to go on 
All the rides, no lines. Oh, Great America. I was yep. like, where's Great America? Is it what's like San what? Jose area? <laughs> it's pretty close by, like yeah, four hour drive. It's um I I feel like I, I always want to say it's like outside of Burbank or no Bakersfield or I don't think it's Bakersfield. But I don't know. You know, I bet future editing alley will check this. Yeah, she might know. She's pretty good at that kind of thing. She's pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, what's up? It's Future Editing Alley, and you guys are too kind. Ben is actually right. It is outside of San Jose in technically Santa Clara. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting how everybody just celebrates differently, you know? And just because, like, we have certain celebrations here, and we have certain traditions here that make it, like, really fun and great, and we don't want to leave it, but there's also really cool traditions elsewhere. It's so like the whole eating moths thing in South Africa. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I don't want to do that. But someone out there. Yeah, you got to try it once. <laughs> no. Well, well. I mean, we had that fear factor potluck at work and I had tarantula. What? Yeah, that was, uh, were you on the team at the time? I was on Emerald. No. Yeah, we had a fear factor potluck, so we brought in fear factor food. So was it actually a tarantula? It was a can of tarantula. No, it was not. Yeah. It, was, it like, must have been some sort of like cookie thing with nope, it was a it was a tarantula and i no. got to pull off the legs and no. eat the legs see i just don't believe you ask mark what 100 serious what swear my life ask mark lawrence huh he's the one who brought it fun fact huh well that's terrifying yeah that didn't really have any taste Ugh. was it fuzzy as not, you drink not your really <laughs> they uh it was dried so it wasn't too fuzzy that sounds horrible. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way for it. Ugh, ugh. I can't believe you did that. I'll try anything. Ew. I had piranha once. You did? Yeah. Now, in, see, in like, that's a fish, though, so... It wasn't very good, though. It's very tough. Yeah. They're very muscly fish. I feel like they have to be. They're really fast, aren't they? Yeah. And they have those jaws. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, like, Norway, their, like, tradition is all of their cleaning items, like brooms and stuff like that, are, like, hidden away. And then on Christmas Eve, the men go and, like, fire their guns into the night. And apparently it wards off the, like, witches and evil spirits that are, like, supposed to be emerging during that time. Okay. Tell Krampus to get out of here. <laughs> um, and then my home country, England... Sup, England. Did have you ever had Christmas crackers? No, I haven't. Oh, so there are these fun little things at like Christmas dinner where we, because you can get them here. Um, they're they're like they're in a tube and they have little bows on okay. the end type yep. thing. I know what you mean. Yeah. So like each person grabs an end and pops them, and like they help you pop them. And inside is a Christmas hat. Oh, that's and cool. a little trinket. <laughs> It's so cute. And then we all put the hats on and we eat dinner. I like it. And um, people are for in England typically eat like turkey and stuff like that. Even though here we largely eat a lot of ham. They eat turkey. So we typically do for dinner too. So I thought that was just interesting to see the different traditions and stuff. And then like after dinner, everyone would gather around the TV or the radio and listen to the queen. She'd give like a Christmas Eve announcement thing. Oh, that's cool. And then Boxing Day. What is Boxing Day again? Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. So it's kind of big in our family. We've always kind of celebrated it without really, like, acknowledging it much, but it's huge in England. Um, 
sometimes, like, some of my relatives have even said that they, like, put more stock in Boxing Day than they do Christmas. Really? Yeah. Now, of course, it goes back to, like, religion and everything like that. But Boxing Day is basically a time when people would fill the church elms boxes with donations for the poor. And since, and then on Boxing Day, so the day after Christmas, the church would deliver all the boxes that people filled. Um, it's since turned into more like small boxes of monetary gift for the service people, like your trash man, your mailman, things like that. Okay. Basically, it's like recognizing good service. So we <laughs> we used to leave the trash guys like a six pack every year. That's awesome. <laughs> I bet they appreciate it. They loved it. Yeah, they loved it. Um, so, I don't know. I I just think it's cool to see all the different traditions. And, like, just because you're traveling to a different country doesn't mean that you can't envelop other traditions while you travel. And then I feel like you'd glean so much more from the culture and everything, too. I agree with that. Yeah. Is it, like, the most selfish thing to do? Like. No, I don't think so. I just I, there's a lot of holidays. Taking one to you know travel is not. I don't know. It's it's not too big of a deal. Like there's plenty of other holidays to catch up with family with. Yeah, I don't know. I always have like this horrible like debate going on where it's like we could go to Hawaii for Christmas because flights are two seventy five. That'd be so nice. Oh, it'd be so God. warm. I know. Yeah, it'd be amazing. And, like, we could go and do that, and that would be so cool. We have all this family, and everyone would be so sad. Like, I know my mom would be so sad. Give me an idea for a last-minute birthday gift for Melanie. Oh, no. Mm. The fiancé. <laughs> you guys just went to Hawaii. I know, but it was You guys so just nice. got engaged in Hawaii. So Ben, like, planned this whole proposal out for the now-fiancé Melanie in Hawaii. And then didn't you end up, like, doing it way earlier than you planned because you just couldn't wait? Yep. All right, tell the story. Yeah, I was, supposed to, I was supposed to do it at this fancy five-course dinner we were going to. But instead, like, the day before, we were on the beach at sunrise, and I just couldn't wait. Aww. And then I butchered the whole spiel I had, you know, written up. <laughs> just totally butchered it, and, you know, just, just asked her. Mm. Well, great. obviously she said yes, so it must not have been that butcher. Thankfully. <laughs> I sent her my little spiel. I texted it to her afterwards, so <laughs> she knew what I meant to say. <laughs> That's cute. You know, like, Kyle Kyle wrote down what he was going to say, and he was pretty word for word on it, but I kept what he, like, wrote mm -hmm. down and stuff. And it's kind of, yeah. it's really special, because you, you forget. Yeah, and she has it saved to her notes on her phone, so she has it. Aw. But That's yeah, I, not even close to... All, all that practice for nothing. Oh. <laughs> well, at least you got the words out with, you know, I mean, she got the point. So it was there. I was like, I, uh, I love you a lot. Ring. <laughs> Ring? <laughs> oh, marry me? <laughs> yep. God. That's pretty much how it went. Got so, the video to prove it. <laughs> so how, like, out of all the places you've gone, would do you think that you would, like, recommend one over the other for going for traveling like on a holiday um, that makes sense Does hard, that question come out making sense yeah it's hard to say though since i've only been to hong kong over the holidays i can't really judge what other countries would be like 
over the holidays. Yeah, but just in general, like you were saying earlier, you've been to like 12 different countries. Yeah. So out of all of those, like which do you feel like would be the most magical and the most Christmassy and the most like fun to go to? I think Japan would be a lot of fun just because of how like tech everything is. They have light shows everywhere, like the buildings light up. So I'm sure I'm sure for Christmas that would be a pretty cool place to be. Uh, but otherwise, it's a Germany because they they know oh, how to get down. They know they're, how they're to gonna, get down. They're gonna have a great time, and they're gonna be drinking their liters of beer. And what um, which cities have you been to in Germany? I went to Stuttgart and Frankfurt, and I think that's it. Maybe one other city, but I don't remember. We went to Hanover when we were there, and it's this teeny like I don't want to say teeny. It's a small town. And it was so quaint and oh. awesome. And it was like awesome without it being anywhere near Christmas. We actually went over Halloween, I think. Oh, cool. We were there like a couple days before Halloween. Which in the UK, they don't really celebrate much. Yeah, it's like not a big deal like it is here. They don't celebrate in Australia either. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I was bummed when I was there. I was all excited. <laughs> I lived in Australia for a year, so Halloween rolled around and I was like, all right, we're dressing up. And they're like, what? <laughs> Wait, you dress up? <laughs> What is this? <laughs> yeah, and in, in, in Australia, they just have random costume parties just because. Really? All, all year long, randomly, they'll be like, let's have a costume party. So, like, what do you... I feel like that's weird. Like, the only time I ever dress up is for Halloween, if that. Yeah. So, like, what do you... How do you find multiple costumes a year? <laughs> they... The people that I was friends with typically just cross-dressed. All right. Or they would get, like, onesies. There was, like, a costume rentals place dude what is with onesies they're so popular for costumes i mean i get that it's really easy but like it's probably it it's easy you don't have to worry about it just zip it up and you're done yeah that's true that's true okay so having lived in australia for a year like what's the your favorite place there that's really hard i'd say brisbane because that's where i lived and that's where all my friends are uh brisbane's just it's a big huge city it's got like Ferris wheels. There's a whole like cool seaside park that I'd go to a lot. But maybe actually the, the Gold Coast. That's about 40 minutes away from Brisbane and it's on the, the actual ocean. And it's so cool because it's a huge boardwalk, tons of little shops and you know, skateboarders everywhere. And kind of sounds like amazing Santa beach. Cruz almost. Pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I love Santa Cruz. Oh my gosh, their water parks are out of this world. I went in one where it, you stand in a tube and the floor drops out from under you and you shoot straight down and do a loop-de-loop. Wait, you stand in a tube? Yeah, you stand in this tube and they like close it and then it counts down and it drops out from under you. So you go straight down this tube. Uh, Are you still in the, the tube? I mean, like the, the whole water slide is a tube, I guess, oh. but you just stand at the top of it. Doesn't that hurt your back? It's not too bad. But yeah, even you go so fast it does a loop-de-loop. What I hear when you say not too bad is like, yeah, it does hurt your back. I mean, like you've been on the Viper. At no, I, Island, refuse. Right? I refuse. I okay. refuse. Well, that one hurts your back much more than the one in Australia. Hmm. Maybe you're like going fast enough that it's not as bad or something. Maybe. So why did you um, live in Australia for a year? Also, how did you live in Australia for a year? Uh, so, as you know, I did a sport called tricking. It's martial arts and gymnastics all combined into one, kind of like parkour. It's like this crazy flipping that probably you could die from if you weren't like super precise and careful. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you pitch your head pretty hard sometimes. I mean, just like the once, which was pretty awful. Uh, That's but, why you're so off today. I mean, yeah, that makes nah. sense. <laughs> that explains a lot, doesn't it? 
But yeah, so I moved to Australia to just trick with all my, my friends that I had met through tricking online. And so I lived there for about a year or so and just spent the whole time going to random gym sessions and tricking with them. And How did you make money? Uh, so I really didn't. That sounds sketchy. Where did you live? I lived with my friend Chris and his girlfriend at the time. So we uh, had a place. They were staying with her mom. So she had a pretty big house that we lived at. So it was pretty nice. And it was, I only had to pay about a hundred bucks a month for rent. So super cheap, very manageable. I definitely lucked out though. When I was probably about five years old, my grandma gave me a $10,000 savings bond that matured when I was 18. So I used that to go to Australia instead of college. Well, we all make our life choices. I would do it again. You know, honestly, I, I feel like a lot of people go the college route, but then they don't know what they want to do in life. Yep. And so they're undeclared for so long, and then they're just like, well, I'll just do this because maybe I'll use it. Meanwhile, yeah. you're spending all this money for something you don't even know if you'll like or use later on. So I don't know. I mean, is it really the wrong option to not go to college? I'm not saying that like people should should be uneducated. I think that it's important that if it's something you want, you should do, you know, and I, I don't, I definitely don't think that people should feel like they can't, I have to cover all my bases on here. I don't mean any offense to anyone. Let's just say that I've had too much eggnog at this point. No, I definitely agree with you there though, because college is so incredibly expensive now that if you don't have a plan going in, you're throwing away money. Yeah, exactly. You need to know what you're going to college for and what you're getting out of it before you start. Yeah, no, I agree. So, okay, so then when you went to Australia, did you have to get, like, a short-term residency visa? Or, like, how how did you, like, stay there for so long? So I actually had a work and holiday visa. Oh. And with that, I was able to get a job, but you can only keep a job for six months at a time. And then you had to switch jobs, get a whole new employer. Couldn't I don't think it could Jeez. even be in the same field. So that restriction actually made it really difficult to get a job. So... Around the time I left, I got a, a job at Domino's as a delivery driver. And I had that for maybe about a month, and then I came home because I was out of money. And it was almost Christmas. <laughs> Money's gone, Christmas time. Yep. Sounds like my every year Christmas. Every time it's almost Christmas, I'm like, oh, damn, where did all my money go? I just got paid. Oh, yeah, it's under the tree. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. Well, I think that's really interesting. Like, it's really cool, though, that you lived in another country and, like, experienced that so much. Do you feel like it's really similar to America, or do you feel like it's drastically different? I, I would say very similar. Uh, there's some differences that I, are, I thought were pretty notable, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. Uh, some, some differences driving on the other side of the road, other side of the car. So that was interesting with, like, stick shift. Uh, other than that, they only sell alcohol at specific stores that they call bottlers bottlers yeah they also abbreviate everything so like a gas station they call it, uh like a servo like a service station <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny like, okay like mcdonald's is maccas <laughs> well i mean some sometimes my mom says mickey d's yeah so like i guess Somewhere. everyone kind yeah. of abbreviates everything sometimes did you get an accent at all uh, a little bit, yeah. Whenever I talk to my Australian friends, I definitely pick it up. My fiance tells me I say Australia like an Australian, though. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I can I can't say it any other way now. That's so funny. 
Yeah. I noticed that, like, my little brother gets a British accent when he's upset, which is <laughs> hilarious because my grandpa came from England and my dad was born in Canada and then lives in England and then came to the States. So they, my dad can put on a British accent like that. My grandpa just has a British accent. So we grew up around it. I only say certain words with a British accent. Like what? Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot. Do you call the the trunk of your car a boot? No, but I think that's the most <laughs> amazing thing I've ever heard. And I keep wanting to, but I never say trunk. Like, when do you say trunk? Right, I don't like, know. No, just put it in the back. <laughs> just put it in the back, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, super interesting. So do you have any other like last minute thoughts on traveling and like holidays and stuff or anything like that? I think, you know, you should definitely just travel as much as you can. Maybe if, like, if you get the opportunity, just do it. Like, if you see a cheap fare and, yeah, at least Christmas Day, just go. Yeah, just just go. Just go. Just, you know, see where the wind takes you. There's just so many places. And, like, you don't even have to, maybe, I've been thinking about this a lot, too. You don't even have to, like, really travel out of the country. You could travel to, like, a nearby city that maybe is a day trip. Or you could stay overnight there and make it a cute little overnight weekend trip. It could be, like, a romantic getaway. Like... Um, I saw pictures from Melanie, your fiance, going to Nevada City. I know. It looks so fun. Yeah. Nevada City is, what, an hour and a half, two hours? About an hour. Yeah. It's not very far um, from us here in Reno. And it looks so cute and so fun. And, like, I was like, you know, why haven't I gone back to Nevada City? Because it's been a a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. the last time we went, we did go this year. But it'd be, it's such a quick little, like, trip. That you can go, and there's such cute little places to stay, so, like, why not go? You know, why not go get lost? Yeah. Go wander around, buy some foods. It's the, the way to live. All the foods. When I went to Portland, I got stuck on the way home in Klamath Falls. Oh, God. For three days. Oh, God. Because the car broke down on a Friday evening, and all their auto shops are closed for the weekend. Oh, Klamath Falls. Oh. And it is a small, rink-a-dink town with nothing to do, but... Yeah. If you just wander around, you find some stuff. Like, they had a very good Mexican restaurant, and they had a bowling alley, and that was about it. <laughs> That's pretty much what you did? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Oh, man. Did a lot of bowling. There's, like, one time I got stuck coming back from Seattle and had to stay the night on this, like, this side-of-the-road little motel place. I thought I was going to get killed. It's fine, but it was real cold. Yeah, it didn't, It, but it's a story, you know, like yeah. all those experiences and stuff that are crazy and like maybe not the safest, they are, they all end up being stories. Like if, if sure. everything just happened the way you planned it to and everything just happened perfectly, I feel like there wouldn't be anything to tell. You just remind me of a great story. Ooh, let's On hear my it. way to Hong Kong with my mom, they rescheduled Nothing. our flight from Reno to San Francisco and we missed it. Oh. So instead we flew to Oakland and then took a taxi to San Francisco. <laughs> and my mom dropped a, a bill on the taxi driver and it was like, just get us there as quickly as you can so we can make it to the flight. And he was going way too fast. And somehow we got to the airport through security and we ran to the gate right as they were getting ready to close the door. So we made it just in time. Otherwise, we would have missed the whole trip. Oh, shit. Yep. It was with, you know, 10 minute difference. We would have missed it. Damn. That is crazy. They always say that like, oh, if you're go- if you're speeding, it's not going to get you there much faster. But like, Wrong. lies, lies. It save, does save the day, crazy taxi. <laughs> Way to go, crazy taxi deck guy. 
Yeah, that's insane. What about, like, do you have any other crazy travel stories? There's been times you're like, ooh, that's too crazy for work. And uh, I'm like, tell me. And you're like, no, I can't. I mean, I got I got other crazy stories. Well, let's hear one. Uh, oh, gosh, there's so many. <laughs> there's not that many. But all right, how about this one? I went to Canada a while back to trick with my friends. And when I was there, the drinking age was 18. So me, as a 19-year-old, I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I let's, can drink. Let's try this out. So... We got some Sailor Jerry's and some Kraken, and we got some energy drinks, and it was the first time I had energy drinks with alcohol. And that's a uh, dangerous combo. Yep. And so I don't remember that night, but there's videos of me breakdancing on hardwood floor, which resulted in me getting bruises all over my sides. You can breakdance? No. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh. I, I tried to do like a coin drop in an air flare and got a bunch of bruises. <laughs> so that was that was a good time. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably one of my crazier stories, or I don't know if I can say this one on here, but one time... It's marked as explicit. You can say whatever you want. Perfect. So another time in Canada, me and my friend Adam went into the forest behind his house and did shrooms. So that was pretty crazy. Okay. (laughs) Wait, hang on. You took the shrooms with you into the forest and did them? No, so actually, he already had them hidden in the forest in a log. (laughs) Yep, he had a baggie and a log in the forest. Oh my god. Where was this? Uh, in Vancouver. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. Was it? It was a good time. It was a good night. Yeah? And we ran around Vancouver like little hooligans. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. Yeah. I play it safe. Not really into like the whole drug scene ever. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I've smoked some pop, but you know. Yeah, I wouldn't do shrooms anymore. I don't got that kind of time. You're an old, practically married man. I know, I'm too old for this. You gotta be an adult now. Yep. Gotta do my 40 hours. Yep. Working nine to five. Something, something about a living. Nine to five. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember how it goes. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. That's basically my daily routine. Singing that song while I go to work. You actually do work nine to five. Yeah, I do. Damn. Living the life. Oh, man. Got the dream. Yeah, that's like the best schedule ever. For all you crazy listeners out there, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And let us know if you would leave behind all your Christmas traditions to go on a crazy trip. Even if it's like just a a few hours away. Let us know what you think. And Ben, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was super fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are loving Wanderwear Lost, please share it with your friends and family. Leave us reviews, rate us, leave comments. We'd love to hear from you. And seriously, word of mouth is so huge. It is the best Christmas present I could ask for. You can listen on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and coming soon to you, many more. You can also check out the website wanderwearlost.com and don't forget about our Patreon account. Thanks so much, guys. Merry Christmas.